Hello and welcome. Welcome back to Efficiency Rocks, a podcast for anyone looking to make their home more organized, increase their self-sufficiency, save money, and still have energy for the things you love. I'm your host, Roxanne. I work a full-time job, and just like you, I want to enjoy a well-kept home, engaged social life, and focus on my health and wellness. So I'm bringing you what I've learned, and I'm still learning, to help us all keep life flowing and efficient. Let's get started. All right, y'all, it is time to get to work. Today, we're going to talk about the actual method of decluttering. Now, there are lots of methods and there are lots of tools out in the world. This is a very popular topic right now. You can type decluttering into any search engine and get tons of blogs and helpful information about how to do this. There are entire books written about decluttering and there are TV shows. There are also lots of cleaning and organization videos on YouTube. I've whittled things down to kind of this like absolute baseline, the nitty gritty what's the same in all of those methods and ideologies stuff and culminated it here. From this point, I recommend you do some additional research and observation of your own habits and your current systems to determine what kind of organizer you are and keep digging into that initial question of why is it that so much of this stuff has made it into your home? Why do you hang on to it in the first place? There's kind of two ways that you can approach this. And some of this is going to um, be determined by your personality, but also by the size of your home and just how much clutter you're dealing with. So if you have a larger home with multiple rooms and you have a lot of stuff, and I realize that a lot is very subjective, but you know, if you have a lot, I recommend doing this one room at a time so that you have kind of the instant gratification. It won't be instant, but the gratification of completing one room from top to bottom before you tackle another one. And you'll kind of, you'll get faster at it, number one, and you'll get better at it as you go through because practice makes perfect. Yeah. So if you have a lot, a lot to get through, I do recommend doing this one room at a time. However, um, I think an equally valid method is to go through the entire house using one step. So you're going to do step one in every single room, and then you're going to do step two in every single room rather than go through all of the steps in one room at a time. So hopefully that that difference makes sense. Um, I do recommend that second option if you have a smaller space or if you simply don't have as much to declutter and it is a bit more manageable. So for starts, whichever option you choose, you're always going to start by getting rid of things that are just trash. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean like candy wrapper trash, although it probably will, uh, but things that when you look at it, you immediately know it's not usable, it's out of date, and it needs to go. So a lot of times we keep things like old calendars on the wall or 
stacks of paper that, you know, we have since, since switched to paperless billing, but we hung on to that little stack of paper in the corner. Those little corners of flat surfaces that tend to just gather random things, they're often trash. They're not dirty, <laughs> but they're trash. Um, so you're going to first start by going through all of that. Don't do any scrubbing. Don't do any dusting. You don't need to do any of that yet. But just get rid of things that you look at and you immediately know are trash. Another big culprit are like toys of kiddos that are completely unusable, right? They don't they don't play with them. They've been sitting in the same corner for weeks and they're clearly broken um, or incomplete in some way. So start there. Everything that you look around and you immediately know is just trash. Chuck it, tie it up in the bag, throw it out the door. Done. Next, you need to grab a giveaway, giveaway box or a bag. Make sure the bag or the box is the right size for you to be able to carry and load into the car or for it to be picked up. Um, if you're doing a pickup option, do read up on your local um, services rules about how much they're willing to take at once. They might have a minimum. They might have a maximum. Uh, they might have rules about certain types of materials. You know, lots of places, for example, no longer take mattresses um, because of the bed bug problem. So make sure that you know what you can and cannot donate if you are going to donate a bunch of items. Also be cognizant that you don't want to give away things that are truly trash. So you don't want to give away things like dish rags that are completely like unusable and gross and stiff from, you know, too much oil or what have you. So do be aware that you might still come across some things that are indeed trash in this process. So have your giveaway box or your bag at hand and you're going to do another quick sweep. This should be quick decision making. You're not going to sit and pick up the item and smile at it and say, oh, I remember this, this, and this. No, no, no. We're getting down and dirty. If you look at an item and your first reaction is, I have no idea when the last time I used this was. I've never used it. I don't know where it came from. It's time to go. Do be careful if you live with other people. You might not recognize the item because it might not be yours. So caveat there. Um, but in general, right? Hopefully, maybe you're starting with a space that you do know is indeed yours and not um, a sibling's or another like adult person in the house and you're just chucking all their stuff. Anything that you look at and you immediately know it's time for this to go. No decision making involved. You're just picking it up and you're putting it in the box. Out it goes. Do not procrastinate on taking that stuff to be donated. Don't. Don't do that thing where it sits by the door for two weeks. And then it sits in the car for another, ooh, four to eight weeks. And then you finally get it to the donation spot. Take it right away. Keep the momentum going. Now, took, take, take a good look around the room. And make sure that everything that's in there actually belongs there. So, for example, you might have, like, a random box of tools in your kitchen that actually belong in the mudroom closet. Or you might have winter coats, I don't know, shoved into the laundry room, and they actually do have a place in a bedroom closet or another storage space that you might have. So take a look at things that 
are out of place, like distinctly out of place, and put them in their proper spot. Now, the real work begins. You've probably noticed that you've made a pretty significant dent in how much stuff you have to go through. You've gotten rid of everything that's trash. You've gotten rid of a wave of things that you can donate. And you have moved things to their proper place if they were out of place in that room. So you've made a huge dent. Now, you're going to have two categories of things left in the room. You're going to have the things that you are 100% without a doubt sure belong in that room and you're going to keep them. No doubt. Then you're going to have the things that you are not 100% sure about, but you also weren't 100% sure to get rid of them. So they're somewhere in the middle. These are the things that you need to sit with for a second. So sit with it and determine if it's really serving you. So you might ask yourself some of these questions. Do you know where it came from or why you have it? When was the last time you used it? How many times since you bought, brought it to the home have you used it? And is it serving a purpose or is it taking up space? If the answer is that no, you can't remember the last time you used it. You maybe have only used it once or twice since bringing it into the home and it's been four or five years and you don't think it's serving you or serving its purpose, it's time to get rid of it straight to the donation box. If the answer is that the item is nostalgic in some way and you're not ready to part with it, consider putting it in a temporary storage box. And if in a few months you open that box and you don't feel as attached to the item, that might be a sign that you can get rid of it. If, however, you open the box and you still get the smile on your face and you love having that item, go ahead and keep it. It's okay to keep memorabilia and keep nostalgic items. We just want to be selective about how many we have. If the answer is that the item might be useful in another way, for example, you might have a nice china bowl tucked away in your kitchen and you never use it, but maybe it would be a great, you know, item to put in your mudroom for your keys instead of whatever, you know, cheapy plate or a hook that you've been putting keys on. So it might be a nice way to display an item that you do like, but hasn't been serving its purpose in the current room that it's in. So keep an eye out for some of those constructive ways to reuse items. But remember, to be honest with yourself, are you just recycling materials in order to keep them? Or are they truly serving a new and refreshed purpose that helps you live better? All right, so you've done this whole wave of decluttering. You've probably made a good dent. Now it's time to clean. Go ahead, move items off shelves and wipe them down. Do a little organizing. Go ahead and deep clean the carpets if you have them in there and see how the room feels. Then I recommend doing this whole process again. The reason is that 
after you declutter the first time, you might actually feel extra motivation. Or you might return to some items realizing that, eh, your first decision to keep them maybe wasn't the best. Or after living in the space for a little bit, you might find a new and creative way to repurpose or move an item around. All right, y'all, that is it for this week's episode on dealing with clutter. Remember to take decluttering step by step and start with the things that are easy to get rid of and then work your way up to getting rid of things that maybe at one point in time you were attached to. Next week, we're going to talk through tools for keeping organized after you've decluttered. So more systems coming your way. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes. You can also find more content on Instagram at Efficiency Rocks, spelled R-O-X. I'll catch you in the next one.